welcome to Come Lose It. Here we go. God damn. It's been a fucking month. It's been a month. We ain't getting, we ain't getting the two in for May. It's just not going to happen. I will explain, and I thank you for keeping, you know, coming back to the vibe, which is Come Lose It, the rebrand. You know, we're well into it now. Everyone's getting used to the different vibe, slightly different vibe. But I'll tell you, it's been a month and I will get to it. It is fitness update related. We will get to it. But I have had to deal with a back injury. And that is why I have not been able to really focus on anything. But we're going to get into that because that's the fitness update. We've, we've, got, the, we've got the opening turd I got I to gotta drop, right? So, uh, you know, it, shit's, uh, shit's crazy. Shit's, shit's crazy right now for different, you know, I feel like it's not like it's gone away. We've got, you know, an election coming up in Ontario. We've got fucking gun deaths, kids being killed in the States, just like on repeat now. Americans tied to their fucking guns. I just don't, I don't understand it. You know, I've, I, I am a bit fascinated with guns. Sometimes I like to shoot a BB gun. I've talked about that before, but I don't really have... You know, anytime I've ha- I've shot like a rifle once or twice in my life, and, and that that kind of scared me, just shooting a rifle. So being able to go to, you know, I've always heard it's so easy to go to these gun ranges in the States and shoot assault rifles and all this shit. And it's just like, I, I, I don't need to do that. I don't think anyone needs to do that. It's fucked up enough that you need these weapons for war. It's fucked up enough. You know, I don't think that some kid should be able to go into a fucking store at 18 and buy an assault rifle. And, you know, they're talking about, oh, it's all about mental health, the fucking, all the gun advocates. It's like, we gotta, I love it that now they're like, we got to fix mental health. <laughs> Every other fucking thing related to mental health, they couldn't give a shit. But now it's like, well, it's mental health. It's the person behind the gun that's ruining it for all of us. What the fuck? Like, why can't anything be reasonable in that country? I bet you that all of them, too, are so naive that they think that the United States is going to fucking exist the way it is for the rest of time, for the rest of humanity. But, like, that's never happened in history. There's always changes. Empires end. Like, look at the fucking Roman Empire. That probably thought, like, in the first 100, 200 years, like, this shit ain't going nowhere. It only lasted about 400 years. I'll give you my prophecy right now for the United States of America. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be in my lifetime. I don't know if it's going to be in the next generations or 100 years or 200 years or whatever. But they are going to split. It's going to be the UNS, the United Northern States, and the USS, the United Southern States. I think that's what's going to happen. You know, countries like or countries, uh, uh, the states like Dakota and Wyoming, they might just be like a territory, like Yukon and, and the Northwest Territories in Canada. It, it might be like that. That, but it's going to change. This shit, it, it's it's boiling over. It's like when you're making that pasta, and for whatever reason, you're adding that salt in. You got to put lots of salt. Apparently, wife's always on that. You got to put lots of salt in the water, and then it boils over, and then there's all this milky, gross. Come that you got to clean off of everything because it's spoiled. It's it's spilled over onto the stove, and there's just this gross, 
goddamn squid come everywhere. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I think when I make pasta. What the fuck do you think about, asshole? So that's what's going to happen to America. It's going to happen eventually. You know, they tried to do it about 90 years into their confederation, and they they failed, but millions died, and unfortunately they didn't get to keep their slavery. It just, just seems inevitable, doesn't it? How can, like, the politicians, like, it, it just all seems, is it me getting older that's is just realizing how stupid politics is, how fucking pointless and mundane, and, you know, it really reminds me of the show Deadwood. I think that... I think that countries still operate like that Deadwood town. There's still a criminal making everybody do everything else, approving of everything else, and the politicians are just someone that they want to run the show. But they don't fucking do anything. Nothing gets done. It's all for show. It's all for fucking show. They are not, you think, shouldn't the president be able to do something about gun control instead of just being like, come on, the Senate, you gotta, you gotta move it together. And then you got fucking Matthew McConaughey being like, both sides gotta fucking agree on this shit, but he won't say, you know, take away your guns. He's a Texan. He's not allowed to say that. I know everyone wants Matthew McConaughey to say, get rid of the, <laughs> make them get rid of the guns, but he, he'll have to leave Texas forever. You know, he was like, Thinking about becoming governor? Oh, my God. The, the fucking clowns in Texas. I always had this big idea of Texas of the, these cowboys and the, the rugged and it's Yellowstone and shit, you know, even though that takes place up uh, in, in Montana. Okay, let's not get that twisted, but like those type of cowboys, you know, like rugged. But then you got like Ted Cruz, who's like, you know, like going out, yeah, yeah. Ted Cruz, you elect Ted Cruz, that guy ain't a Texan, that guy should be Delaware, and Delaware is Joe Biden, like when I think of Ted Cruz, I think of a weird, dumb state like that, like, he's Texas? Nah, nah, he can't be Texas, he's gotta be, he could be, give him Arizona, give him North Dakota, I don't know anything, but he does not fit the Texas bill for me. So obviously it's, you know, I, it's been about a month since I did the last one. I've had lots of notes that I've been writing down in that time. You know, in that time, the Plugmaster General, a.k.a. Elon Musk, the Plugmaster General. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out his plugs. They are a thing of art. And he is, he said he was buying Twitter. Now I don't know if he is. Now it's there's some weird technicality. Of course he's fucking with us again. There's a great doc about Tesla right now. And it's just showing how, like, Elon Musk is just another one of these fucking Elizabeth Holmes, another fucking WeWork. Like, he's the same kind of shit. He's spewing out ideas that he wants to happen, and then he has a team of designers that go, oh, fuck, he just promised that? Okay, well, we better try and figure that out. You know, like, they're always they're always rushing to get the shit done, and, you know, like, the, the self-driving cars, it's all about the self-driving cars and how these Tesla cars... You know, they're just going to lead to people getting complacent when driving. This is, you know what? Like, I hate all this shit, all this automatic shit. You know what? Fine. You, you know, they got it in cars now where, like, it'll parallel park for you. You can't handle a parallel park. Fine. But people are, like, they got the blind spot warnings now. And then, you know, like, uh, you, you, I don't understand it. Like, the, the self-driving stuff. It drives for you, but you're not supposed to take your hands off the wheel. I have a hard time just with cruise control. You know, I have a hard time bringing that foot back. 
and letting the car just drive on cruise control. Like I can't, I couldn't take my hands off and let this car do it, do its thing because it's, it's killed people. It's actually killed people. And you know, fucking Tesla, you know, he's just a, he's someone that bought a company, Elon Musk. He bought this company and then he became very involved with it. And he, you know, like he's very good at, you know, making this big production about electric cars and saving the planet and all this shit. But that's not, he doesn't give a fuck about that. He just wants to be a fucking important egotistical maniac who's fucking keeps getting poor Grimes. Leave Grimes alone. We don't need Grimes pregnant anymore, Elon. Hasn't she had enough? She's got to have two kids now with an absent father. God, that's a weird... That's just a whole weird thing. This guy, he's the way he looks too. You know, I just, I fucking hate him. I fucking hate Elon Musk. Elon. <laughs> I wish he would Elon go away. As I mentioned earlier on, we do have an election coming up in Ontario. Doesn't mean anything. The conservatives are going to win again. I'm sorry to tell everyone that. Throw all your votes to whatever you want, but those assholes are going to win. They're going to win a majority government, they're going to get their stupid highway. It's going to save everybody 10 seconds, 10 fucking seconds. And that, that highway ain't going to help me at all because that's, that's for people to go to Brampton. That's for people like going from Vaughn to Brampton. I, that ain't going to help me, you know? And I'm like, I, I don't even know how much longer I'm going to be living in the GTA. I don't know. I'm kind of at the whim of my landlord, really. They're already trying to strong arm us a little bit, trying to get more rent. But we ain't giving in. So if, you know, that little bit of rent is important to them and they want to kick us out or whatever and, and uh, sell, the, sell the house, then they're going to do it. And look, we, we, we ain't playing roots here in Newmarket. We got to think like settlers. We got to go somewhere. We got to start our own life. We got to go without a little bit. And that's what we're talking about right now, my wife and I. We have to think like we're settlers. Because this shit, where we're supposed to be able to leave the city and buy a house in the burbs, you know, an hour out of the city, that's not affordable anymore. So people are going to start thinking like us. And now that the boomers are getting older and older and they can't take care of their big properties anymore, they got to sell them. And who the fuck's going to buy them? Who's going to fucking buy them for these outrageous costs? My parents' house, I wouldn't pay over a million dollars. It's a beautiful home. I wouldn't pay over a million dollars for it. Could you imagine having that fucking mortgage hanging on your head? Oh, I got friends that are buying homes right before the market cooled. Like literally the ink was still dry and the market fucking cooled and they're stuck. They're stuck and their families are panicking and they're cashing in their pensions and they're giving their life savings to their kids so that they could have just a little piece of this I don't know, false security? I think that's what a home is in this day and age. It's false security. You got to be real careful too because apparently appraisals are coming in way under the purchase price. So you got to come up with that fucking money. If it's appraised, if you buy for 600, gets appraised at 450, that's 150 grand you got to come up with. Fucking crazy. Like what a risk. What a fucking risk. Jesus. I don't know. 
pretty racy opening turd to start, but let's let's just move along before I smash my head through this mic. Fitness update. Okay, I talked about it a little bit, but yes, I have thrown out my back. This is probably the third or fourth time in my life that I've done it. And it finally, I finally have had enough because whatever caused it was a minor movement. I wasn't uh, lifting something super heavy and heard my back crack and there was agony. There was nothing like that. I was like doing minor shit, but... As I've done before, it's like dealing with weight that's not close to your body, which is like anytime you're doing something, hold, you know, lifting anything, you got to keep it close to your body where that little tiny fucking muscle in your lower back goes to work. It goes, well, I guess I'm the only one doing anything here. And you've got an outer muscle and you've got a core one that goes around your spine. And apparently that core one in my body is unstable. And that happens if you've thrown your back out once or twice in your life. If you've thrown it out twice, then you've got an unstable core muscle around that spine. And what I learned, like I finally went to physio. I don't know why I've been so resistant to it. You know, it's I've always thought that it was something that massage could help. Go to a massage, loosen up the whole body, and then, you know, get back to my strengthening and everything else, and I should be fine. But it doesn't seem to be working. I've spent lots of money on massage over the last few years. It does help when I've got some tension and tightness, but for this, I need to go to physio. I need to treat it like an injury. I need to learn how to move better and strengthen my core. You know, it's really come down to that. So it's a lot of, you know, doing reverse crunches and she's got, you know, my physiotherapist has got me on machines and it's, it's really all about the breathing. It's my diaphragm. You know, I'm not breathing right. That's always been a problem with me but I've got to push that diaphragm down. I've got to focus more on my breathing. It's not fun. It's, you know, it's a bit of a pain in the ass to do these things, but I think it's going to, you know, I'm ready to make the change so that I don't have to deal with this because I'll tell you something. People depend on me for being able to do some labor. My dad is getting old. My dad can't do labor soon anymore. He's going to be retiring from that. He's going to be, you know, the foreman at the cottage barking order soon. So I got to keep my body healthy because a lot of people depend on me being able to lift that corner. You got to lift that corner in life for people. If you ain't lifting a corner for somebody in your life, you're not doing enough. Okay. Find a corner, lift it. So the back was bad. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get comfortable. It's like laying down wasn't helping. Every time I turned over in bed, it was like a shoot of pain in my lower back. And what my physiotherapist told me is that because the lower back and that that muscle around the spine, you know, that's that's connected to your the to the uh the spinal nerve, and that's pretty much the main highway that goes to your brain, the computer. So when something's fucked up there, your whole there's no like half stop like the emergency brake goes the whole way and that's why your whole back shuts down even though i could feel that it was like on my low almost like the right back right of my lower back and into my hip a little bit i was getting like shooting pains down my quad as well the whole back was stiff and fucked and that's that emergency brake that 
that your your brain is pulling because it's like, what the fuck is going on? Let's just shut it down until we figure out what the hell's going on, right? And that's kind of a fucking amazing thing about the body. The more you learn about like, you know, symptoms of when you're getting cold or you're, you know, it's like everything, it's just trying to protect you a lot of the time, you know, like getting a sore throat and, you know, mucus and it, it's all different levels of your body trying different things to rid a virus out of you. It's fucking crazy, you know? So yeah, it was brutal. I went to physio, got some treatment done you know, and, and she really explained to me what was happening. And thankfully it's not a disc issue in my spine, but it's more like in my pelvis, you've got these like really small discs that are like kind of the width of your, your pinky finger. They're really small. And she's like, that's probably where the problem is. And it's like just that little, it's probably getting squeezed out a little bit and it's creating this whole bunch of havoc on your back. And and it's all, you know, I'm all fucked up. I'm out of line. The job that I've been doing for the last 16 years of my life, that wasn't acting, you know, the one that I sit down and I work at a computer is killing me. And I can really feel it killing me in different ways. My eyes, my body. So it's important for me and it has been to get back into exercising and be on the bike. And because of this back injury, May has just been a fucking write-off. I've done other kinds of labor. I've done a lot of, you know, like labor work at my cottage and stuff. I've gotten my heart rate up and, you know, I'll count it as exercise because it's reading as that on my fucking Apple Watch. But I haven't done my, you know, I was on such a good routine. And I think that that's the hard thing about this, where we are now with the pandemic is like people are over it. People think that it's like, ah, it's just a thing we get three to four times a year now. You know, people aren't wearing masks anymore. Very few are. You know, I went out for brunch for my first time in two and a half years in Toronto. And that fucking, that diner I went into, you know, there was some COVID theater in there, as uh, my wife likes to call it, COVID theater, where they had the glass still behind the booths. But that's just theater. What is that, what is that really doing? I don't know. Maybe it's doing something. Maybe uh, a hearty laugh is getting caught on that glass. I don't know. But they're over it. They're fucking over it. And in the burbs, it's a little different. It's like, I don't know, I'm going to say 25% wear masks still, 75% don't. And it's created this weird environment where, you know, I haven't had any confrontations with anyone, but you're constantly thinking like, why aren't you wearing a mask? It's so easy. I kind of like wearing a mask. Like I, there was a time where it was really fucking me up with my anxiety and felt like I couldn't breathe. And I was like about to pass out in stores is fucked up, but I fought through it. And now that I've got it, you know, I wear N95s all the time, I feel like it's really helped protect me. Because as far as I know, I haven't had it yet. I haven't had any symptoms. I've got a million tests I've taken and they've all been negative. I'm doing the swab at the back of the neck, the cheek. I'm doing the whole fucking thing, the throat. I'm gagging, I'm barfing, my eyes are going red. I'm trying to get as much of that shit on there as I can. But yeah, it just seems like it's amazing how in a couple months it just changed. And, you know, our politicians have just kind of like sat back and been like, eh, I guess this is what we got to deal with now. People are going to get fucking sick and, you know, we'll, we'll get told soon that we need to go and get more shots and shit like that. And I'll just, I guess I'll just keep doing it, you know, because yeah, this isn't going anywhere. It's really taught me that, you know, we are not 
capable of getting together to get through something. Not all of us, not enough of us. So we're kind of fucked, you know? You just got to kind of live it. You got to kind of love it. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully shit works out. Health news. News that is health related. You know, I don't want to be too much of a downer. I'm looking at my list of stuff that I'm talking about. And there's some downer topics, you know, but that just seems to be what is in the news right now. There isn't anything super positive. I wish I could be talking to you about the Toronto Maple Leafs going to the third round of the playoffs. But yet again, they lost in the fucking first round after being up in a fucking series. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. And you heard that podcast. You can go back to the one I, I did a year ago about how mental health is tied in to sports and how it, you know, it's... It, <laughs> we we watch sports to feel better. And I'll tell you, it was different this year. It was different. Before I move on to the health notes, I'll just quickly talk and say it was different. I can feel it with all of their hardcore fans. It was a different loss this year. We lost to the back-to-back Stanley Cup champs and we took them to a one-game win in Game 7. Like, we were that close. We were that fucking close. And congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens for being the first team in NHL history to clinch 32nd place. And they won the, the fucking lottery. So they're going to get, a, like, hopefully a little superstar guy. They got a lot of promise there. Stanley Cup final to dead last. That's how fucking dumb that playoff was last year. So I can't think too much of it because think how fucking dumb that is. Finals, dead last. What a joke. Moving on to better stuff. Monkeypox. What the fuck is this now? What the fuck? Oh, God. Oh, great. And my neighbor's fucking... See, this is the... I don't get the... You can hear the fucking lawnmower. Can you fucking hear the lawnmower? Jesus Christ. This is what it's like in the burps. I don't got the fucking... I don't got the fire trucks and the police sirens and shit. You know, I don't got the fucking motorcycles buzzing by hard, but I got the fucking blowers and lawnmowers going. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to join in after I do this pod, after I work out. Cause I'm getting back on the bike today, folks, getting back on the fucking bike. And then I'm going to go out and cut the fucking lawn. <sighs> Where were we? Monkey fucking pox. What the fuck is that? Ah, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Okay. So I wasn't originally going to talk about it, but I feel like, you know, and when I get into the health news topics, I always do post these. So please, you know, go into the show notes. You'll see the hyperlinks are there. A lot of them are just joke links to pictures, but the ones about the articles that I'm reading from are there for you to read, make your own assumptions. This one's just from CNN, but I feel like they kind of go through a lot of the worries, you know, like what it is and what you need to do if you get it, all that shit, right? Because I don't really know much about it. It's extremely rare. It's an extremely rare disease. It's a cousin of smallpox and it's in the States. It's popping up everywhere. I think it's in Quebec and it seems to originate in Africa, in Nigeria. It seems to be big, big there. There's a fucking picture of one kid's hands that they cannot get enough of sh- I was vomited. <laughs> this kid's hands covered in, in lesions. They look like 
you know, like they look like blisters, you know, like all over the hands and legs. And apparently those, you know, have they're filled with liquid and then they scab over and then they go away. So it's kind of like that chicken pox thing where it's like, don't fucking pick them because little scar, you don't want to fucking. So you just got to like let the, oh, fuck, I really don't want to get this just because of that. Because I'm a picker, folks. I like to pick. I like to squeeze. So if that shit happens, it's going to be really... You're going to have to fucking tie me down to the bed to make sure I don't fucking pop those fucking... It's like a bubble wrap body. (laughs) Oh, God, I don't want a bubble wrap body. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Bubble wrap disease. Um, So... (laughs) So, yeah, you got this thing. It's kind of like smallpox... Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a huge worry yet, but boy, where do I, where have I seen this before? Everyone being like, I don't worry about it. Uh, it's just one basketball player. Let's shut down the entire world. Um, there's no real cure for it. They do give you, you can get the smallpox vaccine. That is a vaccine that, uh, it's not a crazy fucking thing. Like, uh, oh God, they're just pumping us through with new shit. They probably just came up with it. No, the smallpox vaccine has been around a long time and it's actually saved the human race on a number of occasions. So, you know, there'll be one of your vaccines that you can you can try and it's already like I'm seeing news that's like that you know it's it really sucks you gotta you gotta feel for the gay community because they're me like getting like oh it's this passing around in the gay community a little bit higher than everywhere else it's not a gay disease this is not like the fucking you know we're not going back there we're not going back to the 80s where you're calling AIDS a gay disease okay monkeypox is like just spreading like everything else it's like apparently those you know uh just like COVID, you know, like spittle, respiratory droplets, uh, if you're touching some lesions and stuff. If if you see one of these people and you're like, fuck, I need to wrap up a vase uh, with you and, and, and send it. I need to mail, <laughs> mail you. I opened up an Amazon package the other day and it was a fucking guy with monkey box all around. <laughs> what do I do with this fucking guy? Do you recycle this? Wait, is this is this just garbage? What do I do with this guy with the with the bubble wrap skin? Oh fuck, I'm gonna puke. Ah, so yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't fucking know. You know, it's been out since 1958, apparently. You know, it, it's uh, it obviously occurred in colonies of monkeys, and we can't stop touching those fuckers anytime we see them. Anytime we see a monkey. Thanks to Michael Jackson, we just uh, gotta feed a monkey every once in a while. We gotta touch a monkey. Uh, but of course, you know, there's the monkeys, but it's always fucking rats. You know, African rodents are suspected to play a part in the transmission, just like the bubonic plague. If you don't know that, fleas got onto the fucking rats. They got this this bacteria, and then the fleas jumped to the humans, and the humans got the plague, and the fucking 200 million people died, and it was a fucking nightmare. Um, I, guess, I guess there was an outbreak in the States in 2003. This is uh, the same time as as SARS, and I guess, what, 47 people in six states got it? Pets were infected. Uh, yeah, so... Monkeypox. This is the next fucking thing. Yeah. If you wake up, look, look, listen to me right now. I don't care if you're vax, anti-vax. I don't give a fuck. If you have 
bubble wrap skin. <laughs> you wake up and you have bubble wrap skin. I need you to stay home. I need you to call telehealth or whatever the fuck. Let them know you got the bubble wrap skin. They'll do the test. They'll be like, get like, do you have any crystal in your house? All right, wrap it around your body. Now jump on the floor. Did it break? No. I heard some popping. Well, yeah, that was the bubble wrap skin. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to get it for sure. I don't want to say it's like fucking Candyman. I don't want to say the bubble wrap skin in the mirror too many times or I'm going to fucking get it like Beetlejuice. I don't want Beetlejuice of bubble wrap to come and get me. What the fuck am I talking about? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Was there anything else I was going to talk about? Uh, I was going to talk about pollution. What a useless fucking, I, uh, you know, I'm on the CNN thing again, and it's like, yeah, of course one in six people are killed by pollution worldwide. Of course. Of course. Beijing is in a constant fog because of toxic pollution. They've been fucking wearing masks just to stay alive for decades. If I lived in Beijing, I would be, you would never see me without a, an NN95 mask. I would, anytime I went outside, I'd be wearing one. Inside my house, there'd be filters fucking everywhere. My God. Yeah, no, we've got, we've got major problems with pollution. Apparently, India, no shock here, 1.3 billion people. They are the top of the list for air pollution and air pollution-related deaths. They had 1.6 million people die in 2019 just from air pollution-related deaths. They are breathing in toxic air every day. Oh, fuck, eh? It's like, I always give my in-laws shit about living close to fucking Sarnia. Because, you know, like, Sarnia is the, the most toxic place in Canada. But it's got nothing on fucking Beijing. It's got nothing on fucking India. But you're still breathing in fossil fuels over there. You're still breathing in heavy metals. Jesus. And I'll get into it in the uh, other shit segment a little bit. But, yeah, you know... Nuclear energy really is the only option in a lot of ways to curtail our need for energy, which produces such high levels of pollution, right? It doesn't, you can't beat it, but I'll talk a little bit about it, why I still am against it in the next segment. But this shit, like the, the way those smokestacks and the fucking, font, like just, can we all just make shit affordable? If we're all going to like if we're all going to have fucking Teslas or whatever, just make them affordable and not a luxury car. Because if they're not affordable, then what the fuck are we even talking about here? Who do those fucking help? They're just some fucking rich asshole driving around. Oh, great. Like what happens if we all get electric cars? We all need charging stations. Like do you know the fucking this is a shit Elon doesn't think about or care about. Because he knows, he's like, if everyone's got a Tesla, then there's going to be no gas stations. Say, say there's like gas stations are gone, but you got to buy that real estate. You got to have, you know, people are going to be having charge stations. Now charging, I think it takes at least 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So you probably have to have a lot because there's going to be quite a line if we all have electric cars, right? You're going to have to, eat it. Oh, that's the one thing that gets me about the whole thing is like, I need to be able, you know, 
can I go out and have on a full charge? But that's the difference too. It's like you go out, I drive to the city, I come back, I charge again. Then your car's full again. And like, so I, I get that. But I just don't think he's ready. And I don't think he really deep down wants the entire world to drive a Tesla because he knows that he could never make enough cars for it. Apparently those cars are absolute dog shit in their parts too. Like they're hollow. They're poorly made. They're like, you get in an accident, one of those things, you're fucking toast. They are, I I, I think Tesla's going to be like that fucking, that fucking back to the future DeLorean motherfucker. I feel like, one day there'll be lots full of them because he's going to fuck it up. The plug master general problem with plugs. They keep growing down into your brain. They go through the fucking skull. They go through the fucking skull. Holy fuck guys, guys, guys. I forgot about the birthdays. I forgot about the birthdays. We're going to end this segment Today, with the birthdays, I'm so sorry. I get people sending me messages on WordPress and Twitter and ICQ, and they're always like, fuck, I always like to know the birthdays that are going on. I like to know the people that I like to watch on TV, how old they're getting, how much time we have left with them, because you just never know. Fucking R.I.P. Ray Liotta, who just died. God damn, Ray Liotta died. He was 67, man. Too many guys dying at 67, 66, 68. That's my dad's fucking age. I don't like seeing that. That's young. That's young. You know, my dad's one of my dad's best friends, same age, 67, 68, died. Heart attack last November. Oldest friends, just boom, dead. Had chest pains. Shortness of breath, didn't go to the doctor, dead by Monday. When you get into your 60s and you get that shortness of breath, you get that weird chest pain, you got to go. You got to go to the doctor. You can't fuck around with that shit. Look at George Carlin, man. He had like four heart attacks in his life. That dude gets the pain. They are fucking running reds. Definitely saved his life. We could have lost George Carlin in the late 70s before he got prolific. Watch that doc, by the way, the Judd Apatow doc. It's fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. So, sorry, yeah, I will get to the birthday. Sorry, it's not Ray Liotta's birthday today, but he did die a few days ago. R.I.P. Goodfellas, one of my favorite movies fucking ever. Karina, Karina, what's up? So, all the other shit, the other shit. First thing we're talking about is fucking Dave Suzuki. You know Dave Suzuki. He taught me... You know, how to, how to make origami out of my bubblegum wrapper on Sesame Street, I think. I feel like he was on there one time. And he was showing me, you know, like, don't throw that away. That's art. You can make art with that. And he was the dude that just, you know, showed you how to reuse. Because there's a lot about the recycle. And there's not a lot about the reduce. But that man will show you how to reuse. And that was always cool to me as a kid because I did like taking stuff that was, you know, going to be waste and making some kind of dumb art out of it. And I feel like that's pretty much what elementary school's for. The whole purpose of it is to, you know, reduce garbage. <laughs> so, anyways, Davey, 
Davy Suzuki, the dude's like, I think in his 80s and shit now, but he's got these CBD gummies. And apparently they're amazing. He swears by them. He's got all these celebs that swear by them. They help with joint pain and, you know, depression. It's like a mir- his miracle his miracle drug. He's waited till his 80s to become a fucking, you know, miracle elixir guy, and I love it. And I'm always into, you know... I don't like, you know, I don't like to flirt with drugs too much. If they're weed, though, I will. I will flirt with different kinds of weed. Flirt. But CBD, you got nothing to worry about. They're not going to get you high. They're just going to fucking maybe help my back. I want to try them and see if it helps my back at all. But these things are selling out like hotcakes. I don't know if he brought them onto Dragon's Den or what, but Kevin O'Leary's fucking wants them sued. Something about him being with CBC. I don't know. You know, a lot of celebrities have different weed companies. Seth Rogen, Snoop Dogg, Drake. But Suze is getting into the fucking industry. I love it. I wonder if I can get them on the CBS site or whatever, the cannabis site for their Ontario. I'm going to check that out. See if he's selling them there. Because uh, they're apparently the real fucking deal. They're apparently the real fucking deal. So if you've got any kind of ailments, you got some joint pain, you got some, you know... You got anything that's bothering you, body-wise, look into the David Suzuki CBD gummies because he fucking swears by me. He's got arthritis. He's got arthritis. Moving on. Moving on. How are we? 37. Okay, not bad. So I got a couple docs. They're a little bit dark. They're a little bit heavy. You should watch them. Ones that like uh, on the Crave TV, which is, you know, the the Bell thing in Canada. I don't know if you can watch in the States. Sorry, I know my American listeners. But, you know, one of them is Jay Baruchel. He's got a new show, Everyone's Gonna Die, even Jay Baruchel. It's a lot of fun. It's goofy. But every episode kind of talks about a different, you know, apocalyptic worry that he has and that we all have, whether it be nuclear weapons, whether it be climate change, pandemic, aliens. You know, he's he's talking about volcanoes, super volcanoes. That one scared me the most. He's got an episode about super volcanoes. And it's the only one that we can't control. Like, climate change, we can do something. Nuclear weapons, we can do something. Aliens, we can't really do anything. Well, that's a whole other thing. But super volcanoes, like, there's a timer... There's a timer out there, if you go look, over, like, the last time it happened was apparently in New Zealand, but it's apparently going to be in, like, Japan, maybe. It's when the next super volcano. This is something that we haven't seen. That's only happened once in the last 200,000 years, something like that. It's a fucking massive one that will black out the sky. It'll, like, create soot, and it'll drop, you know, it'll be like an ice age almost, in, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do about it. What are you going to do? Pour fucking cold water in the... <laughs> You're going to funnel in cold water? It'll evaporate. Like, what the fuck? What are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. That's just what's what's going to happen. That's the one thing we can't change. Asteroids. There's an episode on asteroids. Interesting to see that. You know, he's talking to researchers and scientists. It's, it's And then it's like, you know, mixed with his goofy. He's, he's swearing a lot, which I love. Like, he's like, fuck! He's like... He's talking to paleontologists at the ROM and he keeps bumping into the T-Rex bones. He's like, fuck, 
fuck. <laughs> He's fucking fucking killed me. Uh, I've worked with Jay. He's a very nice guy, and I just love watching anything he does. So it's actually a, a, a fun show to watch. Yeah, it's not very... I, I thought he was going to be more positive at the end of it. I thought it was leading up to that. He was like trying to be, and then he was just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> We're fucked. Because, yeah, we are fucked. It's uh, it's interesting to see how fucked we are. But what a time to be alive to know how fucked we are. Because no other time in history do you know, like, did you really know? You just had to kind of go by religious prophecy. You know, they didn't have anyone telling you, like, oh, here's this concern and this concern, and, and th- this is pretty much when it all ends. You know, like, one of these things is going to happen when there's really, you know, we're not going to fix it. We're not going to fucking fix climate change. We're not going to hit the targets that we're supposed to by 2030. It's all a big fucking joke. Uh, so you just got to be fortunate that you're alive and enjoy the blue sky when it comes and try to do your part, I think. Yeah. You know, rebel when you when you, you feel like you need to. But the people at the top that control everything, the ones that have the puppet strings... <sighs> there's not much we can do about it, unfortunately. So you just got to find a good drink you like and make it every week. Find a nice drink and not one that's just, you know, get a nice drink that's like, yeah, it takes like two or three different liqueurs or whatever to make it all one thing, put a little mint in it, you know? Get a nice drink for yourself. Work hard, have a nice drink. Ah, <sighs> fuck. The last thing I'll talk about is the Three Mile Island Dock. Now, I did... I did insinuate I was going to talk about nuclear power, and you know how I feel about it. It scares the shit out of me. The Three Mile Island Dock on Netflix is a great watch, and I'll tell you why, because the main guy that it's centered around is one of the engineers at the Three Mile Island plant. Now, this was a plant that went into a meltdown, uh, almost a full meltdown, in the late 70s. And this guy's pro-nuclear power. Like, he fully believes in it. Like, he thinks it's the future always. Like, the technology is is really good, obviously. And, like, that, it's what we have to learn to harness better. You know? There, there needs to be less... There needs to be less uh, openings for human error. And that seems to be the, all the disasters that have happened. Uh, minus Fukushima, which was a natural disaster, which is another problem with nuclear power. Can't put them anywhere where they're fucking going to be, you know, take it out by a fucking tidal wave. That can't happen. But besides them, Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, and almost the Pickering plant in 1983 was almost a meltdown, if you didn't know that, was because of human error. And the problem, this guy... After it happened at Three Mile Island, it's just like, it's so interesting to see because he became a whistleblower because during the cleanup, they wanted to like, you know, you've got a, whatever, you know, you've got a damaged reactor that's, you know, spewing radiation into the air and they're trying, you know, they're venting it. People around there got fucking sick and he was in there as part of the cleanup and there's like a crane in there. There's a crane in there that takes the lid off the fucking jar full of radiation rods you know, that's what fucking heats up the water. You got to get that shit out. It's starting to fucking melt. There's like evidence of it melting together, which is a meltdown. And his problem was like, well, that crane's been in there with the radiation. You know, this shit gets, a, you know, like as you see with the, the robots and stuff at Fukushima, they robots get fucked up. 
you know, they sent in the fucking tank to clean shit up in Chernobyl. It got fucked up, you know? Robots don't work very well with radiation. So this crane's in there, and its job is is really to take the lid off so you can get in and pull the rods out and then decommission the plant. And his worry was that we got to test this fucking crane because if that falls, if it falls down or drops the lid into the fucking reactor, it's going to create a fucking crazy meltdown, which, you know, is uh, the China burn or something they call it. They refer to it in the movie, which is like, yeah, it melts down to China. Remember how we take a hold of China or whatever. We've come a long way. We've come a long way with... uh, (laughs) thinking uh where exactly china is to us but um uh anyway this doc really shows how when money is tied into nuclear energy or any you know any form of it but let's just focus on the nuclear energy when money's tied into it when profit is tied into this energy being made by a company then they're always going to want to cut corners so that they can make their bottom line. And that is what they were trying to do with this Three Mile Island cleanup. And that's what he's saying. He's like, I'm pro-nuclear power, but if it's always tied to someone else's like profit, then we're fucked because there's always going to be this decision. If that thing fell down into and created this huge meltdown, they'd have to evacuate New York City. They'd have to evacuate like Boston, like oh, the whole fucking Eastern seaboard would there, the, the towers would have come down. They'd be fucking still there right now because they'd be worthless to hit and they'd be just fucking empty swaying in the wind. You wouldn't be able to go back for thousands of years. Be radiation fucking everywhere. There would have fucked everything up all because this, like they, <laughs> they want to cut corners on the fucking safety test. And then sure enough, they fucking test it. After this guy had to fucking throw his career away, whistle blow, do the whole fucking thing, finally got enough eyes on it that they're like, okay, we'll test it. And it fucking failed. So he, that guy's a fucking hero. He's a hero for the pro nuke, and he's a hero for everybody else. But that is always my worry with nuclear power. We need to figure out a better way to deal with the waste and have it running in a way that human error can't lead to a fucking mass devastation. Once those two things get figured out, then fuck it. Let's go fucking crazy. But you're going to run out of uranium sometime too. So what the fuck happens then? Jesus Christ. It was over when they fucking dropped the first Trinity bomb. Let's just fucking put it that way. But let's hit it on a little bit of a happy note here with some burn days. All right, playing it at the end, little little gauche for the pod. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you fucking rate and all this shit. And make sure you wish Annette Benning a happy 64th. You know Annette Benning. Best from American Beauty, a movie now scorned because of the fucking monster that is Kevin Spacey. He's on trial. He's going to the UK for some more trial. Jesus Christ, that guy's a just. He needs to go away. Ted Levine, don't you hurt my dog. You remember him from Signs of the Lambs? He's 65. He's a senior citizen now. He's a fucking senior. Happy birthday. I call him a character actor, sure. Laverne Cox, trans icon from Orange is the New Black. 
She's nifty. She's 50. Happy birthday, Laverne. Rupert Everett, 63 years old. One of the, you know, big deal when he came out. Has talks that it, you know, fucked up his career. Fucking sucks that that shit happens. But, you know, what was he in? Was he in the, uh... He's in the Dead Poet Society as a kid. Is that the movie he was in? It's a good movie. Danny Elfman. Oh, fuck. 69. That little weirdo. That little weirdo with the scores. You always gotta have a little Danny Elfman in your fucking Tim Burton movie. Jesus. Who else we got? Adrian Paul. You don't know his name. But if you watch the fucking Highlander TV show in the 90s, you know him. He's 63. Happy birthday, Adrian. I don't know what the fuck happened to you after that. I used to watch a little bit of Highlander here and there. Here and there. Uh, wow, Bob Hope. Bob Hope would have been 119 today. He lived till he was 100. Jesus. That guy's seen some shit. 1903 he was born in. God damn. Lorelai Linklater. Richard Linklater's daughter. She's 28. I don't really know who she is. I know she's appeared in some of his films, obviously. She's got a cool look to her, uh, you know, stylish. Might be a model, I'm not sure. I did read the book, though, about Days Confused. And I gotta say, it was really fun for me. Days Confused, one of my favorite movies of all time. And it was kind of like one of those oral histories, you know, where they interviewed people. You got to hear the cast talk about it. It was fucking fantastic. You know, got to hear what... Ben Affleck was like got to hear what it was like to be paddled what they did for that you know Richard Linklater learned a lot of lessons on that movie about filmmaking obviously it's a cool book you should check it out if you like the movie J.F. fucking K god damn it would have been his birthday today he would have been 105 <laughs> Jesus he was born in 1917 he was born, born during World War I that dude Crazy. And let's end it with here. Mel B. Mel B. Spice Girls, 46. Still looks great. 46 for the fucking Spice Girls. Jesus. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucked up when they get when they get real old. When we start to see like the Spice Girls in the fucking 60s and shit. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But uh that's it, guys. You know, 81. Ep 81, you know, it's a sunny day out there. You know, I didn't talk about it. I did, I, have you seen the fucking Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial all last month? What the fuck? What a shit show that has been. It's it's bad for everyone involved. The lawyers, the witnesses, the two of those fucking crazy winos. Jesus Christ, just... Just fucking get get them away from each other, those fucking weirdos. That's a the weirdest fucking thing. Go watch some highlights. I'll see ya in June, folks.